I wish that I could be on every conversation. I'd love to hear what you're uh, seeing as you anticipate this new year. I get to try to put into words some of the things that we see as a community. And uh, that's why we call this Vision Sunday. So vision, simplest thing is seeing. Close your eyes. Now open your eyes. That's seeing. The way we're talking about seeing is we're really talking about planning the future with imagination and wisdom. And as we plan that future with imagination and wisdom, the tools for that are awareness, farsightedness, intuition, creativity, and it takes a team. So what I'm going to share this morning comes from a team Susan, Andrea, Kevin, Otto, who spent an evening together after a couple of weeks of prayer together. And uh, we, we just saw some things uh, through awareness, farsightedness, intuition, creativity. And we're trying to bring that now to our bigger community, this saying, where as we plan for our future, we, we, all, we want to engage the community with imagination, with wisdom, uh, these are these are things we're seeing. We, we think that Jesus is moving us this way, and so that's what we want to do uh, with our morning. It also connects with a, a couple of other things that I think are really great uh, fun. I, I I shared last week just some questions I want all of us just to sit with. I think this is good just to start the year. Start it slow, and I know that's hard to do. It's hard not just. To get back in the swing of things after the holiday. But see if you can find some time. Take our mission statement. We're a diverse community of ordinary people following Jesus, learning and living together, announcing the good news of the kingdom to our neighbors and the nations. And then ask questions from that. Where? Where will Jesus lead us this year? Jesus, where will you lead us this year? And just listen. And write down. Jesus, what will you teach us this year? Jesus, how will you transform us this year? Jesus, who's going to hear, see, experience the announcement of the good news of your kingdom? And which neighbors and what nations will we invite to follow Jesus with us? I mean, I think those are just great questions for us to start each year with as we move along in community and then to see how that comes to play. You know, one of the, I think one of the traps of the church is that we have this incredible, permanent, eternal truth. We're standing on this, this foundation that's never changing. And if we're not careful, we just become status quo people. And we, and we forget the dynamic of our faith. The dynamic of our faith is following Jesus. And there's always something else. And that will be that way until we're with Jesus. And so we, we want to keep the, the adventure of following Jesus alive. So that's why I ask you to just sit with those questions. And then I really appreciate Adam reminding us of the prayer that we're praying. Um, and again, it's, it's a prayer to say, God, we want to do what you want. 
we don't want to we don't want to have this vision and and come up with these things then we then we go to God and say okay God this is what we're going to do for you and God says you know I I really appreciate your enthusiasm I think it's really great but let's why don't we turn it around let me be God and let me invite you into doing what I'm already doing you see God's already at work he's never stopped working and he's inviting us to discern what he wants to do through us. And then when we are actually doing what he wants, then, then we're really living in a manner that is worthy of the Lord and we're bringing him real delight. He's pleased when we do what he wants us to then it's always, it's been my experience, he always asks us to do more than what we are able to do in our own strength and with our minimal resources. And so he said, I want to give give you the strength of the resurrection. Like, that's incredible. So that you are able to do what I want you to do, bringing me pleasure. And it's going to provide for you just this, this patience. Because we're not going to get done with what God is up to. Probably in, in our lifetime, it's not. So we need patience. And we need true steadfastness and joy. Because there there's an ebb and flow of the kingdom coming that takes patience, steadfastness, and joy. So those are things that are happening behind the vision that we are seeing for this year. We also, I just want to take a moment to celebrate what we saw in 2016 and what's happened. So this is just a reminder. We, we, we saw as a, a community a leaders met uh, on a retreat last March. We saw a community that was loving God, loving one another, loving all of humanity, and then loving more. We want to be a, com- a community that's committed to loving We don't want to lose that. We saw a revision of our small group system so that we would love one another well in small groups. And thanks thanks to Noel, he's been working on that. We're not there yet. We're still working on that, but Noel has taken that and he's working on it, which is great. We saw a middle school, high school team, people entering the world of the high school or middle schooler and loving on them. Thank you, Shana. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Matt. Thank you that you've started. Again, it's not done, but it got started. We saw it. It's happening. Yippee! Celebrate. A welcome team to help newcomers assimilate into the life of our community. Again, Noel just said, you know, I'm going to organize that effort. He's done that. He's still working on it, but it's happening. A parents' night out ministry. Molly, way to go! We've had that. It's been wonderful. And you could add on to that what's happening with our children. You're going to hear more about that in a moment. So thank you, Molly. So before I go to the next one, Molly, Shana, Noel can't stand up because he's with the kids. Would you stand up? We're moving away from a church planter model to a team pastoral, a pastoral team. So I've been a church planter. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm very, very grateful for that. 
And I'm glad that's been part of my calling. But there comes a point where you transition from being a solo church planter pastor to there's a pastoral team. Noel, Molly, Shana, and myself now become this pastoral team. And that's something that's happened this past year. I just want us to know that and support that and be really grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. Then we also saw five acres as soon as possible so that we can build a place to support the production of more and more fruit. We want there to be a result of us being a community together. We have not yet seen that. So then that leads to a vision for this new year. You ready? Again, close your eyes because I want you to see it. Okay, open your eyes. We see a community loving children. It's just obvious that God has blessed us with lots of children. We're going to have three more grandkids this year. The two of us, Susan and I, have grown to be 17. And that makes my head spin. I see the same dynamic in our community. We are a, we're a group of people that we're collecting young families and children. And so God's invited us to love our children well. If you think about it for a moment, one, those of you that are parents, parents need support. You know, we need, to, we need help when we're parenting. Kathy would take each of our kids like off our hands for a week. She was then living in Austin and we, were, we went from three to two. <sighs> we all need those experiences where, where we need help. So we are a community loving our children together. But even more important than that, we are imprinting on the hearts of our children who Jesus is. My family did not go to church. I have very few images as a child connecting with church. I'm very grateful at 17 that Young Life came along and told me the story of Jesus. But that's where my life with Jesus began. My first 17 years are are kind of slim. Our children come every week. And we have the opportunity for them to see Jesus in us. The moment they walk in the door and the moment we embrace them, the, the moment we say good morning, the times we worship together, the times we're caring for them in our children's ministry, the times we're including them, even, even the times we let our kids be kids and they're running around driving us crazy. Though, those kids are learning about what it's like to be in a community that's following Jesus. And the last time I checked, that's not happening very well. There are a lot of people that are 20-somethings that are checking out of the faith, not out, not out of just attending church. And my theory is not that the world out there is so bad, it, it pulled our kids away. It's that we didn't do it right. 
We didn't do it well. We had this opportunity and we let our kids down. Well, I don't want to see us do that. I want us to to, to love on our kids to the point that we know that when they are 18, 19, 20, yeah, they may be questioning the faith and they may wander, but they're not going to leave. That we have as a community influenced them in a good way that they're going to follow Jesus the rest of their lives. They're the future of the church back there. And we're getting to be a part of that. That is incredible. Now to lighten it up a little bit, I want to invite Kevin. Because Kevin, he was brought up in the church. And he learned a few things. Now, we're going to say some denominational things, but we're not, we're not really saying in the spirit of really being critical. So take it in the right vein, all right? Okay, so uh, this is a surprise to me too. Scott asked me to do this this morning. And it is wonderful how the Holy Spirit works, though, when he calls you to come up here and be obedient. I had no idea Scott was going to ask me to do this, but first, can I do something? Sure. Out of obedience? Yeah. I want to kneel and pray. Can I do that? Yes, you can. We're in church, right? So I did, I I grew up in a Lutheran church. It's not, my wife grew up in a Southern Baptist church. So that should be funny to you. (laughs) (laughs) If you only knew. And, and I, I heard a lot of things this morning already that God is doing. And what Kathy was even talking about reconciliation. Ours were a clash of cultures. I came from a German Lutheran uh, church. She came from a Southern Baptist church. I came from a church where uh, my pastor would um, welcome everybody, you know, uh, before church with a cigar in his mouth. And then he was just in plain clothes and wranglers and just had the cigar, chewed the cigar. And you'd see him throw it on the ground before he went in. Right? Very loving guy, though. Great heart. Andrew grew up completely different. You know, all that stuff. And our pastor, too, also, he would show up at our functions, and there, were always, there was always beer at a German function, even if it was a Christian function, whatever. But anyway, different culture. Andrew's culture was completely different. No dancing, no drinking, no dating people who do those things. That's completely different. I love her family and our family. They're... They're growing together, really. To get back to what Kathy is, is going to do about reconciliation, you know, that's something all families need in each, in each family because we're so different. Um, so first, let me be obedient to God. I, w- I want to pray. Um, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I come to you uh, right now, Heavenly Father, Lord, and just thank you. I knew that you were going to call me up here this morning, Lord. And first, I want to be obedient with my heart, Heavenly Father. We've been talking about hearts, and that's the place, Heavenly Father, that gets wounded the most um, uh, through um, differences and uh, not being very diverse, Heavenly Father, Lord. Um, So thank you that I'm here this morning, uh, and I can honor you and glorify you and be so weak that you would uh, fill me with your strength and your joy and everything that you represent and everything that you want me and my family to represent. So thank you for this opportunity, and I'm going to trust you right now. And I, and I pray for this, uh, the vision that we have as a uh, church, Heavenly Father, uh, that you're going to bless this vision that we have, Heavenly Father, and not that we're going to do anything, but we're going to first trust trust you with our hearts and, and what you're going to do. Uh, we just praise you, Father, and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Even on this rug that we got from Cameron. Yeah.
So again, I guess, I don't know where I'm going with this, Scott, but uh, I don't want to take up too much time, but I think it's important to, uh, to celebrate how different we are and how to get past sometimes how different we are. Andrew and I were so different. Even we might be the same skin color, but we could have been two different colors, purple and green, and been prejudiced against each other. But ours was culturally different, and it was a huge struggle for us. Still, we struggle with those kind of things. Uh, but I, I think really what God is doing in our generation, and even how we're, we're attracting millennials to this church, what God is doing is he's showing, more, he's showing His grace and His mercy and His love. And that's really what we need to be doing, even with our children. Um, me growing up Lutheran, Andrew growing up Baptist, they both had it wrong in, in lots of different ways. Both of them were really trying to do the right thing, honestly. They were, they, they were trying to hit the mark, but they were just trying. It was just all effort. I think that's what we're going to try to do different here in this in what God is doing in this wonderful community and how we're able to be part of this community. And what is, God is doing a special thing in this community. I believe it. I enjoy being here. I think when Andrea grew up, she probably didn't enjoy going to her Southern Baptist church. And when I was growing up, I don't think I really enjoyed it either. Uh, as much as I, I really love coming here. Our, our girls love coming here. It's, uh, it's because of the love, the grace, and the mercy that I think is here. So... Thank you. God used that. Okay. Thank you. The other thing is that when uh, Kevin met Andrea, he's in the Air Force, he's in Georgia. And so this German Lutheran boy who could drink beer without having any sense of something's wrong was acquainted with the Georgian Baptist culture who definitely thought he was going to hell because he drank beer. And then Andrea's contribution was, you know how you can tell the difference between a Methodist and a Baptist in the liquor store? The Methodists talk to each other. <laughs> I so wanted Andrea to tell you that because she could tell a lot better than me. What we want is we want to try to stick with the essentials, not the non-essentials. And we want our children to come up knowing Jesus, loving Jesus, following Jesus. So that really, if that's all we do this next year, is that we're a community that figures out how we love our children even better, that's great. But we're also, we also see this, this generationally blended community. Now, I think as I, as I put that slide together and I thought about that, you know, you know really what we're saying right there? We want to see family restored. Most of us tragically come from broken homes. And so when we want to be in a community that's generationally blended, not just one generation meeting together but several generations meeting together. Sometimes if you look at our worship team, look at the generations that are combining to worship together as a worship team. Look at our small groups. We don't have many. We have a couple of age-specific small groups, but most of you have said, we don't want to be in a small group with our age only. We want to be blended so I really think what's going on behind the, what I see 
is in that desire to be a generationally blended community. We just, we really want family restored. So I know that both Susan and I came from, we came from broken homes. And we both, when we married, we both looked at each other and said, we want to do something different. And we're committing to each other for a lifetime. We're not going to go down the path. And that's probably bad to make those vows, but we made them. And by God's mercy, we've stuck with them. And so we have seen a family, our own family, become a healthy family. And, and we want our community to be a healthy family. And, it, and it's not that we do it perfect, but we want, we're really striving towards that. And so we want to be this mixed group. We see that. We also see, as I mentioned, the worship team, a worshiping community. Folks, we have been so absolutely, incredibly blessed with the musicians that show up in our community who love Jesus and want to use that talent of music in worship. And, and it's, such, it's such a hodgepodge, such a mix. I mean, I can't wait from one Sunday to the next Sunday to see what the worship's going to be because it's so different every time. And I don't want to miss a Sunday because I know there's going to be people and sometimes it's three like this morning. Other times it's a full team. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible that God is placed within this small community of people Worshippers. So we see a worshiping community and wanting to support that. Steve Jobs, I guess, is famous for many quotes, but I love this one. Those who are crazy enough to think they can change the, the world usually do. We see a community with a positive, world changing for the better message. We do not have an Eeyore message. Oh, no. I mean, just think about it for a moment. When somebody was asking you to follow Jesus, did they say, you know, I'm going to ask you to follow Jesus, but you know, over the years, your life's going to suck. (laughs) It's just going to be bad. It's going to go from bad to worse. And then finally, Jesus is going to show up and rescue you. Now, no one ever presented the gospel to me in that way individually. The people that asked me to follow Jesus said, you know, I want, you know you're going to benefit individually by following Jesus. And you're, you're going to mature in your life. He's going to lighten your load and da-da-da-da. I was all positive. But then the folks that discipled me, is all positive about individual conversion. But when you start talking about the world, oh... Oh, it's just going to go. It's going to get worse and worse. And sadly, many of us buy into that. But then, is that what Jesus said? Did Jesus say? Or did Jesus say, I'm introducing God's rule on the earth. And yes, there's going to be battle. The kingdom of God is going to displace the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. But over time, his kingdom increases. It doesn't get diminished. We've got to see that. Our world is crying. 
show me something from the teaching of Jesus moving us forward to something better. I do not believe we're going to perfect the world. That's his job. But I truly believe that if those of us whose lives have improved by following Jesus begin to believe, oh, this is for the world, that we would be some of these crazies that would see change in our world for the positive. I believe that's the message of Jesus. And we see that coming out of our community. We have people that are interested in ministries that begin to address some of the wrongs of society. That's, again, that's this, the world can be better if we give ourselves to the ways that Jesus is directing us to make the world better. Then finally, we still see a, a new space for our, our growing community. We, we want to do everything that I just said, but we want, we, we want to do it in a space that will accommodate us better. And that leads me to some specifics. Again, we want to use creativity, wisdom. We're, we're trying to plan for the future. So here's some things that we need to know. We live in New Braunfels. It's kind of home base for River City Vineyard. And the population of New Braunfels has grown 81.9% since 2000. We live in a city that is the second fastest growing city in the U.S. of cities 50,000. The 2014 population of New Braunfels is 66,394. The median age is 33. And the average family is 3.11. I don't know what they do with the 11, but that says that we have a city with younger people and it's growing. 35,000 plus are affiliated with the church, 35,000 and a little bit more are unaffiliated with the church. Now that broadened out to our county, not just the city. For those of you that would add 35 and 35 and not come up with 66. In that, we are a community of 51 families. We're a population of 147, 47 children, 100 adults. And the space that we're currently meeting in, this room, what we have for kind of what we do with adults, with the number of adults that we have, the recommended square footage is 2,600. We're sitting in 2,660. So we've almost tapped out this room. With our children... The recommended space for our children is 1,645. Our current space is 1,170. That means we're over. We're crowded. There's no room. So if you kind of look at those numbers, there's some things that are really encouraging. The city, the region around us is growing. And half of our neighbors have no affiliation with a community of faith. So there's, there's all kinds of neighbors that we can say, hey... Why don't you follow Jesus with us? Would you be interested in following Jesus with us? It's just really kind of that simple. And we, since we filled this space up to the max, we're going to need to have more space. So that if we're actually inviting people to follow Jesus with us, we got to have room to grow. And then more space 
is really this increase in our opportunity. We have this tremendous opportunity for investing our time, our talent, our treasure in the mission that has been assigned to us and we're actually doing. It's actually happening. So we're all being invited into this opportunity of investing time, talents, treasures. Adam said it earlier. You know, it gets get worn out. I'm so, so tempted just to... I need. But this is really a year to invest some more time. Thank you for saying that. Because, folks, we, get, we have this opportunity of loving our kids. Of directing the whole course of a generation in, re, in relationship with Jesus. Enjoying our generationally blended community. Exalting Jesus and our worshiping community. And continuing to announce to the nations and to our neighbors a positive, world-changing for the better message. The good news. The good news of His kingdom arrived and arriving. Okay, last thing. Because we plan for the future, one of the things we do is we ask Steve to plan a budget for us. And Steve does an incredible job of planning our budget and keeping up with the finances that are entrusted to us so that we can say to our community, we're being a good steward of the resources entrusted to us. We, we have nothing to hide. We have everything to show. So every family, and then if you want, there's probably more. If, you know, one of you don't want to share this with your spouse, then you'll have to work that out, or you can sneak a second one. But we want every family to have our proposed budget for the year so that you know that these, this, is, this is our opportunity. This is how we get to invest and do the things that we see coming. Steve, you want to add anything to that? It's manna from heaven. <laughs> I don't know if I should. Can I handle these? I mean, one of. <laughs> I get laughed at a lot. Steve, he's, you know, we all have different gifting. And so I would just, I would say this in conclusion. The way I would have counted, which he doesn't let me do that. We would have finished the year last month. With that, that was like we, we contributed more last month than any month of last year. So that just says, wow, wow, that's a great, we're, we're, there's some momentum. And let's continue to do that. All right, I'm going to leave these right here and let each of you come get one, a copy for you and your family. I would like for everybody to have one. Please don't be bashful. And then what I'd like to do is I'd like to invite you to stand. And I just want to pray our prayer for us.
Father, we're asking you to fill us with the knowledge of what you want in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that we would discern, so that we would know, so that we would be confident that we're actually doing what you want. Father, we want to conduct ourselves in a manner that's worthy of you and to give you real delight. We want to bear fruit. We want to be productive in every good work. And we want to grow up in the knowledge of you, in relationship with you, knowing you and knowing what you want and accomplishing that. And we ask that you will give us all possible strength according to the power of your glory, according to the power of the resurrection, so that we'll have complete patience. We will become truly steadfast and joyful. We ask for your blessing upon this year. In your name, amen. Yep. Sure. Amen. So as we go out, say goodbye to each other. Please get a copy of the budget. There's also Noel made some uh, copies of our prayer. If you didn't take a photo and put it on your phone, there's our prayer for the year as well. Thank you for our time together.